Number six, left hook. The punishment clinic is open. I've got me shades on and I'm heading for ground zero. Let your guards down, Redfinks. I've got another drizzling spazzo ripper ahead. Let bygones be bogans. And let the shoes be the thing which will offend the Libyan nationalists in their overt terrorist headgear. Right wing combi van. AK-47 surprise. An RPG to crap your decks or shit your slacks as you speed off in a car. Made by a flamboyant American Irishman who's got done for major heroin trafficking and redeeming himself in the buggery house. Clear as mud. Just smoke another Liberian hokey pokey and call yourself Randolph and shut the hell up. Oh, we had a funny week. Harry the Squat came around to buy some homemade grass and some ridiculous opium poppies which have been made in the back paddock by the inventor and Test Pump 34. Um, Test Pump 34, also referred to as T3, Trigger Happy Arian, Rat Slater, Finkel Fiasco and Lon Knoll Part 2 is one of Rabbit the Hate Yabby's old army mates, a reclusive and rigid bloke who lives in a section of the property, but claims his own block. He parks his Land Rover in his driveway and he peers out the window every time there's a movement or any little thing, an explosion or gunshots. Rabbit claims he spent time in the clandestine Papua New Guinea oil wars of the 80s. The only mention of this was on Four Corners back in the mid 80s, otherwise pretty much no one believes it. But legend has it, he single-handedly took on an Indo-Commando unit and ate their kidneys. They survived of course, but found themselves with karate chops to the back of the neck in an open field, with open wounds exposing their deceitful innards. Rabbit didn't serve in any war, but he does have the rage of a Nazi and the killer instinct of a Tasmanian logger. Living on the same block as these animals, Kind of like hugging Werner Herzog every hour or so for five weeks. Um, Hazard the Squat Thrust is a dope-wielding CES employee. He dons his good old Richmond alternative smart casual from Monday to Friday, which consists of dessert boots, suede denim jacket, black jeans and paisley shirt. On the weekends, he rocks out to Box Hill in his Renault. It's an REM t-shirt with German army jacket all over the top. He's a top bloke, but sometimes I think he's a major imposter. Kind of like a Libyan terrorist riding on a skateboard, he'd cruise through Box Hill at night like a weekend warrior, sitting in the plastic chairs out front of KFC, munching on a leg or in a bucket or a grilled burger buying mull huh, and a bit of the old ecky once or twice. He reminded me of an older version of the young Bradoff Terminator meets some more aggressive version of Canadian rock militant Billy Butt. Alright, so one day I drive Harry the Squat to Yuppie Land, Camberwell, to pick up some Smith records from Dixon's record. And so we'll get our reckies and then after that we bumped in some old Swinburne lefty dingbats who invited us to a party. Now they looked like the set crew from Rock Arena or something, but 
So the night of the party comes and uh, I pick up Harry the squat from his dive in Richmond and we headed to this joint in a bloody Paran or some really cool joint like that. Oh, mate, I hated that part of the world. Supposed intellectuals hanging out in front of their Edwardian nightmare, posing like members of a Lime Spiders roadie crew or Galaxy 500's heroin kit. With their bloody round sunglasses, tie-dye t-shirts, long fringes, and bloody obsession with civil action and homosexual rock climbing. Well, we got to the party, and I've got to say, it was a good party, it was going off. I mean, I've parked Skeletor in a tight inner-city street, smashing into Peugeot's, old ethnic Holden's, and a couple of stinking Vespers. I mean, what's the point? We live in bloody Australia, not Never Never Land. Harry and I rock up next door, and it's literally like the movie Pigs in Space meets Don's Party meets Weekend at Max's. I mean, we rock in there, you know, with a slab of prized ales, none of wadding ales, and a pallet of prime nocturnal village magical pumpkins. And uh, we cook one of the pumpkins up and you'll, you cook one of them up, mate, you'll be seeing the rainbow serpent dancing like an Egyptian, and you'll be walking like an Egyptian, what's more, you know, on top of all that. And as I, as I go in, I see hordes of inner city lefties, you know, doing what they do, drinking wine and smoking joints and arguing over the latest episode of ABC's cop series Phoenix and the ABC's Late Show is playing on TV in the background they've got the latest CD by The Cure playing with those pathetic goths and lesos dancing to all the dark little jingles and you know all the, the sort of stuff you get yeah you know, typical stuff you see and I, so in the middle of this I'm just I don't know, losing my patience and I get in an argument with this ageing redhead woman about politics and she's going on, oh, the working class will rise up and, oh, they'll take over the government, you know. And I respond by saying, hey, I am the working class and I will overthrow the wretched government by storming Box Hill ATO with my trusty Lewis gun. That's how it'll happen. Not by affirmative action or non-action or non-violent, whatever. And she, I mean, you know, you can imagine her reaction. She, she called me some name, like a violent ogre or, you know, wombat or something. And she turns around and goes off and drinks her French wine, you know. Um, well, and so I'm just milling around meet a bunch of people, meet this, some socialist starts ranting at me about equality and how communism is the answer to the capitalist, fascist, western governments, all that crap, you know, that stuff they go on. But uh, luckily Ivan had been sleeping in the engine of Skeletor and I dragged him in, dragged him in and he starts, he's, he's, he's awkward around those crowds. And he starts explaining to them how he was tortured by the Soviets, but they, they, you know, the people there, they're not interested. They just sort of turn away and then, you know, just kind of leave him mumbling to, into his wine glass. They prefer to watch a fat 50-year-old bald man do poetry in the kitchen about land rights. And, uh, oh, to my disbelief, the absolute pub rock, pub rock enigma appears, right? 
this was good. I mean, this this made it sort of worthwhile. Like a rat out of a known one in Skate Ranch, the leprosy giant Peter, the main man Garrett, slides out in front of me like Jake the fat man out of Twin Dragon Encounter. Couldn't believe it. This absurd, awkward, shaven giant was hanging out with his pack of sulking nothings. And I approached him with a hug, and he's kind of, like, pulled back. Because <laughs> he's like, whoa, who's this guy? And then I told him, hey, I'm a working-class hero. You know, I've ridden the Rainbow Serpent. I've walked... And after I told him that, he sort of walked to me a bit more. And, you know, he started chatting, and uh, people are gathering around. And before I know it, I was the life of the party. Like, some commie idiot had chucked things of stone and wood on the CD turntable. And they were dancing, you know, you know like oh, a really morbid group of humans. The, the more, most morbid you'd seen since Damo, the triple letter group of ants into the sewer. Just really, you know, happy. Happy for once. And, um, all right, so it was pretty good. I, I kind of enjoyed it. And uh, it was a good night. Pretty much the night ended with me doing a press conference about how the unemployed, like me, uh, need to be recognised and how the fascist deaf Kennet government needs to be taken out like a Japanese rock star vomits up his sushi. Just, you know, bang. And I don't know how it happened, but these um, punces saw me as kind of like, they sort of looked up to me, kind of like a winning menace or disabled president who'd finally spoken up, you know? The first disabled president um, or just disposable lesbian puppet president in a loosened wig uh, spurting out a primal <laughs> scream like a poltergeist pigot you know and I, I think what it was is that I represented what, what they were fighting for so the suburban scumbag you know the uh, poverty stricken anarchist a fattened wallaby the reduction wizard a pimpled, adulterous, ripened AIDS corpse, corpse, the second world aspiration, and a really whitened wannabe. Um, that's, I think that's the way they saw me, and that's pretty much who I am. And uh, that was about it. I, I think that was about it. I, no, had, the night ended sort of an anticlimax. They had a screening of Hughesdale Tornado 2. Of, which is a bit of a flop um, kind of panned by the critics a film by Rick Digger and while we watched it we were drinking and singing and discussing politics and that and did a fair bit of speed for the next sort of 24 48 hours and finally the inner city elite started turning up for work early Monday morning um, and uh, they just started viewing me for who I really really was a pretty massive fan. <laughs> Massive fat Mussolini. Well, over and out. Uh, serene minigun. Two later <laughs> eight. Twenty past midnight. Dog breakfast surprise. Okay, arseholes and nail bowls. Midnight surprise. Uh, until next time, all of this game get power minute.
vacuum. Um, you know, oh, look, I don't even need to talk about when it happened. It's just, we know the TV week's been there for years. It's like that thing with the Murdoch papers, you know. Are they reflecting the, the thinking of the nation or are they driving it? You know, what's the motivation? What's happening? I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists, okay? I, 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 I think their heart's in the right place and I don't think they drive, even though the whole voting process goes through them and it requires a ballot from the magazine and all that kind of stuff. I see them kind of like the AEC, you know, they're doing a service. It's not about that, this is separate. It's not about driving patronage, it's not about getting, you know, bums on pages or however you want to call it for the TV week. It's not about driving readership. This is about reflecting the will of the country. But that's not the way some of my mates see it. Some of my mates think, oh, you know, this is, this is fuck, this is, this is TV week. And who, who knows um, if it's uh, what they're doing and um, the other conspiracy I heard. I mean, that's the main one. You know, who knows what's going on? Second one is how come, like, two years out of every four, the cover star of a TV week is then the gold Loki winner? You know, you can look at it that way. And, and go, oh, okay, so, so, so this person needs a bit of publicity. They butted someone up at the, at, the, at the TV Week and, you know, where does the line finish? Is it Logies? Is it TV Week? Is it Logies? Is it TV Week? Is it Logies? TV Week? These guys that had gone fucking insane. I know of one guy in South Melbourne. He's got... He used to be a television producer. Um, I mean, well, not, not quite production. Uh, he, he did a bit of a, you know, it's like second unit production, right? He started asking questions, he got curious, and, and instead of someone shutting him down, he's now shut himself down. That's, that's all he's on about. Like, you cannot see the guy. Like, I, 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 I can't even, I can barely even think about this guy. Like, if, if I see the guy, it's just Loki's TV week. That's they're, they're the kind of they're they're essentially the three words he says. Um, TV, it's two letters, but it becomes one word, which is actually a contraction of the word television. I've researched this, you know, but like when I was trying to look at his condition, <sighs> but you know that I, I can't I can't even. Yeah, you know, I don't even know why I brought it up, you know, I'm, I'm just glad, like, this is the hard side of it, you know, it's not all, it's not all fun and games, it's not all people coming to fill your water, it's not all, you know, who's going to sit, sit next to Angela Pippos, because, you know, that's important, but, you know, then you got guys up who can't handle it, you know, and I think the important thing to say, and the important thing for me to just kind of, Sorry. How I get through it is I'm thinking about what my motivations are, you know. And my motivations are just to get, get, just to enable people to get the shows made and then have a night off. But it's a night of celebration, you know. Fuck, I'm glad this isn't recording because if some of the guys saw me in this state, you know, 
do you want it? Do you want to get a coffee? Do you, do you want to get a coffee? I need a coffee. There's a good, there's a good donut place around here as well. We'll get the donut. We'll get some fish and chips. We'll get, I always feel better after fish and chips. Let's get. I'm gonna get a big M2 while I'm waiting for my coffee to get made. You want some twisties? Have a twisty, mate. They're chicken. Oh, you like the cheese ones? Yeah, everyone, likes, everyone likes the cheese ones. Oh man. Yeah.